about to watch Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. As he brings to you a message from God's word, that will build you up and make you complete in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We pray that as you watch this teaching you will receive the empowerment to bear much fruit in Christ. Now listen. Last week we talked on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we understood that that tree basically, uh, the eating of the fruit of that tree was what triggered eternal death in man. We understood that man had the knowledge of good and evil in him, but good was kinetic, was kinetic while evil was dormant. Amen. But by eating of that fruit, he activated evil in him. Amen. And we understood that that fruit was good. The Bible says it was if, if, if the fruit that was good for food and pleasant to the eyes. So the fruit in itself was very good. But man's decision to focus on the wrong thing was what brought about his fall. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And in the, in, that, in, in the garden of Eden, there were two trees in the middle of the garden. There were two trees in the middle. They were in the center of the garden. Uh, speaking of the core of the center of operation. Amen to Jesus. The heart actually is the center of operation of a man. Amen. Praise God. So if you talk, when you talk about the word heart, then you talk about the center of operation of a man. Praise the Lord forevermore. Because from the heart that everything spreads far. Blood is pumped from the heart to every every part of the body. Um, uh, and uh, so the, 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 the tree being the center of the garden spoke of man's heart. Amen. What is man's center of existence and life? Amen. And so when Adam took the knowledge of good of the word Eve into that fruit, it meant that that was what was the center of existence. Are you understanding? That was what she built her life around. And let me tell you something. Both trees, the Bible says, both trees, their fruits were good for food and were pleasant in the eyes. That means both trees were attractions. Both trees were attractive. And both trees were calling the attention of Eve. Are you getting something? So it's not like. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was flashy. It was looking good, and the tree of life was ugly and looking bad. No, 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 no. Are we together? Both trees, both trees were good looking, good for food. They were tasty. In fact, I believe that, like they say in, in, in the Keshu world now, they say they say you eat with your eyes and you taste with your with your tongue. Amen. I believe that looking at both trees, you actually eat them with your eyes. They were both attractive. They were both good. They God says they were good for food. That means they were good for food. If God says they were pleasant to the eyes, that means they were pleasant to the eyes. But here is very wrong. Both trees were good and pleasant, and they were the core attractions in a man's life. But Choose her major attraction. Are you know something? Are you know something? Just like in life today, the, the tree, the tree of life symbolizes Jesus. The tree of good and evil is what it symbolizes the world. 
In life, you have those two attractions. You can't help it. And those the two attractions are beautiful. The Bible says in Cobra says, wisdom cries in the street of concourse. And she said, Is anyone foolish? Come, come and take me. You know, just take and free. Wisdom is so free. And even the Bible says, buy wisdom and sell her not. So free. Life is so free. Just the same way the world is in quote free, but has a cost. Like someone, I know I saw what somebody said, he said, you go to Beer Palo, you pay to buy the drink. You go to nightclub, you pay. You go to prostitutes, you pay. Everything you do in the world, you pay. But when you come to Jesus, he has paid all the price you are to receive. Yet, people will not say receive. in a man's life. And those are the two major focus and two major concentration in a man's life. They are the center of his existence. They pump blood all around his body. Either the war pumping blood or life pumping blood. Amen. Amen. And so, if fell for the attraction of the world, and that's something that Jesus, did, that, that Satan did to Jesus. So he took him to the top of the mountain and showed the old world and his beauty. And he said, if you bow before me, the same temptation, the same temptation, the attraction of the world, the seeming beauty of the world, and he looks for me to make you bow before him. The devil never tempt you to choose life. Are you know something? That's the reason why. While Eve's focus was on that tree every now and then, she looks at the tree. There were two trees there, are we together? While she's looking at the tree of good and evil, also her eyes catches a glimpse of the tree of what? Life. Are you getting it? Yes. She, she can't just say, I'm, I just snap my eyes to the There were two trees. Her eye catches the two. But the focus is on one. And the devil knew where the focus was tainted to it. That's why even people in church today, Christians in church today, their focus is on one. You see, they promote secular activities, but they don't promote the church activities. And when they promote the church activities for a while, you see that they will give up. They will stay, they will pipe, they will cool down. But for the secular activities, what that means, they focus on the and the same temptation of it, the same temptation that the church is facing. The devil has no new tricks, the same old strategy. Let's wake up. He did it to Eve, he did it to Jesus, he will do it to us. Are we together? Yes. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, Jesus, uh, Adam fell for that, but Jesus came and gave uh, eternal life by his sacrifice of himself. And this brings us to the tree of life. The tree of life speaks of what? Eternal life. But in the previous one, we learned that the devil was all out to bring Adam to shame. Is that so? Because his lost glory was given to Adam. We learned that and we discovered that that was his major target. Now Adam lost that glory and Jesus came as the last Adam to restore the glory lost by the first Adam. Now we must understand that uh, Lucifer before his fall was the greatest partaker in the glory of God among all the ages. Are we together? Amongst all the ages, among the cherubims, in fact, after the Godhead, Elohai, Yeshua, and Paracletos, the Godhead, after the Godhead, the next person in rank, the next most glorious person, the next person in rank was what? Lucifer. 
So he was the greatest partaker of the glory of God amongst the angels, the cherubs, and the seraphims. Are we together? Yes. Amen. And same way he was the greatest partaker of the glory of God among all the creatures in heaven after the Godhead. Adam was the greatest partaker in the glory of God among all of God's creation on earth. Among all the creations that have been Adam was the greatest partaker in the glory of God because God said, Let us make him our own image and likeness. I hear some say, and that's why we understand that that glory that, that Lucifer lost, that, 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 that he took from Lucifer, it was that glory that he also gave to what? To Adam, amen to Jesus. Now, Lucifer lost this glory when he sinned against God and was cast out of heaven. Same way Adam was cast out of the Garden of Eden when he sinned against God and he lost the glory. Are we together? So the same thing, you see, the devil's strategies are not new. He just wants you to suffer his own fate. And he wants you to suffer his own fate as if you are the cause of his suffering. <laughs> you know, you see people that say, I have suffered, so everybody will still suffer. It is it that made you suffer? So why was I suffering your suffering? I'm with you So the devil wanted Adam to suffer his own faith as if Adam was the cause of his suffering. But Adam was not the cause of his suffering. It was his pride and arrogance that was the cause of his suffering. So why would he make Adam suffer? For what he caused himself? And see, that question is the question that will keep answering. And the answer remains that he does that because he's jealous of man. Are we together? That's all. So some say, no, why is the devil after me? He's after you because he's jealous of you. He knew that it was his pride that took him to where he is. And you, he wants you to be like what he is. It's, you are not the cause of his problem. But so long as he couldn't get it, he won't get it. And people that have that mentality, they operate under the mentality, mentality of the devil. If I can't get it, you can't get it. That's the devil's mentality. When you're not the cause of their problem, and they tell you that since, you're not, since they are already in that predicament, they are going to trouble you from your own predicament and you're not caused. I mean, sometimes I just wonder, I don't know you from Adam. How am I the cause of the problem? Why are you coming to rob your problem on me? Because the devil's mentality. He lost it due to pride. And so he doesn't want anybody to get it. Praise God. That's why you have to be, you have to be careful to don't be very careful. Make sure you're not allowed people who are failures. When you see a man at 50 and he's actually a glaring failure, please don't stay close. Don't stay, don't stay close. If I when you see a man at 40 and he's a glaring failure, glaring failure, and he's not trying to succeed, don't try to help him. Why? Because the Lucifer, the, 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 the Satan mentality is in him. He's the reason why he failed, and he will ensure that you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Not simple, Don't try to help him. If you try one, two, three, you see that man, that same satanic mentality is in his head. He wants to make sure you go down like him. Quickly leave. Because it's the, it's the mentality of the devil that's operating in him. Amen. The best thing I do for him is to pray for him for a distance. But don't stay close. Don't try to help. Amen. Hallelujah. So the glory that Lucifer lost and Adam gained was Satan's first target in the life of what? Adam. 
that glory, his first target, his main target. And that's the target the devil has in the life of every child of God. You must wake up to it. That's his target. That's his target. And all the, all the rubbish that is happening around you is that the glory is the target. You are complaining that, oh, see, I'm not even doing well. See, the, the thing I'm doing is not even working the way I want it to work. Oh, I'm not even making the money I want to make. Oh, but let me tell you one thing. Even with that complaint you see you are complaining, the devil is still jealous of the glory you are carrying. That's the truth. Even if you don't put, even if God will open your life to see the glory you are carrying with this, your complaint, you will never complain again. Are you getting what I'm saying? If only God can open your eyes to see the glory you are carrying, even with this seemingly, let me use the word, hardship you are going through, you will never complain in your life again. If the devil had one million of what you have, he would be happy. The devil is still frustrated and he will remain frustrated. He's unhappy and he will remain unhappy. And every time he sees a child of God serving God in spirit and in truth, he gets more frustrated. That's why he brings in mediocrity into our lives. If he cannot give you shame, he gives you brass for gold. His gold is shame. Are you getting me? If he cannot give you shame totally, if he cannot make you a, 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 an epitome of shame, what he does is that he gives you brass, which is what? Mediocrity. <laughs> and you see that a lot of Christians are living in mediocre life. They don't understand that it's the devil's brass they are manifesting. Because he doesn't want you to manifest that glory. Are we together? And we have to be very, 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 very sensitive to this issue. Now, the second thing we must understand that Lucifer wanted to be like the Most High. The word Most High there in the Hebrew is the word El Yon. El Yon. El Yon. El Yon. El Yon. And the Most High never allowed him to be like him. Are we together? But the Most High made man to be like him, even without man seeking or requesting to be like him. <laughs> look at look at Isaiah 14 verse 1. This is what he was speaking. He said, I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. I will be like him. I will be like him. So that was his goal. His goal was to just be like the most high. His goal was to be like the most high. But why did the most high not allow him to be like him? The, the first thing we must understand here is this. If the Most High wanted him to be like him, he should have made him like him from the beginning. Are we together? Yes. So if he never made Lucifer like him from the beginning, that means he never wanted him to be like him. Yes. You cannot have two likes Elion in heaven. You cannot have two captains in a ship. And the one Lucifer wanted was to be the second, the that is what the second captain, the bracket captain with Elion. So we have two captains of the same rank in heaven. That is so disorganized environment. And God is a God of order. So for Lucifer to start thinking that it meant that he started thinking disorder and disorientation, disloyalty, rebellion, kunita is Lucifer's mentality to bring this order. You can't have two, two aliens in heaven. No! You can't. It's not possible. There must be only one president. After the president, you have a vice president. Or you have a prime minister. And then you have other, other arms of government. But you cannot have two presidents. The quest for two presidents is a good deter. And one must go down for the other. Is that not so? Yes. 
they put it out, and he wanted the most to go down for him, and it was not possible. Elion is ahead of the, the devil. Are you getting what I'm saying? He created Lucifer, so he knows the thought of Lucifer before he thinks it. If you start off by trying to be like him, and if you end up by becoming him and let him become less, are you getting what I'm saying? That's it. So Elion knew the, the progression of the plan. He started by, I want to be like him. And I mean, after I become like him, I tell him, well, you have to step down for me. Because there cannot be two captains in a ship. And so for Elion not to make him like him, it was because there could be, it's not, it was not possible for there to be two captains in a ship. There, can be, there, can, there cannot be two Elions in what? Heaven. There cannot be two people like the same person in heaven. And so he made Lucifer, the most glorified cherub, but not like him. So if he didn't make him like him, what mean? That means he didn't want to make him like him. Why? Two of them cannot be in heaven. The same people, of the same class, of the same kind of world. It cannot be. But look at something here. Without man requesting, or without man seeking to be like Elion, Elion made man like him. Genesis to the woman, 26 to the reception, and God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have to be over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that prepared upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, he. Male and female created he, them. Are we together? Now, if you look at the word um, likeness here, the word likeness here. The word likeness in Genesis 1 verse 26. And the word like in Isaiah 14 verse 4. There are two different Hebrew words. But actually, they mean the same thing. Amen to Jesus. Praise God. There are two different Hebrew words, but they mean the same thing. Praise God forevermore. It's all about talking about likeness. Talking about likeness, likeness. Adam did not have to request for God to make man, to, for God to make him like like. Like God, but God did that even without Adam's head. Why was it so? It's a simple logic. It was so because Elion needed to be on. Elion was Elion and is Elion alone in heaven. But on earth, Elion needed his representative. He needed his own representative. together. He could have taken them and put them somewhere 
or just put them in the earth and throw them standing in the world. No. If he had done that, man would have started living life and not comply with God laid down structure for the way he wanted the earth to be. So God first of all planted a garden. Are you getting what I'm saying? When he planted the garden, he, made, he created the animals. And the garden was watered till Adam came. When he created Adam, the first letter picture that Adam had was instrumental for the kind of earth that Adam would cultivate. That's why I also said, when God created Adam, created the earth, he kept on saying everything was good, good. And when he created Adam, he said it was everything was good, very good. Why? Because while he was doing that, he was activating goodness for praise. And he was activating the right words in the heart of Adam, which is good. Are we together? And now, so when, when, when God created Adam, he put Adam in the garden, and Adam woke up to see a beautiful garden. So, the first mental picture of Adam had was a beautiful world. And he explained Adam that as Adam begins to multiply and replenish the earth, Adam will multiply and replenish the earth and make the earth as beautiful as it was in Eden. That's the plan. That's the plan. So, was meant to be a reflection of heaven, a colony of heaven, and the beauty of the spiritual in the physical. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Elohim created, Elion created man as his representative here on earth as to make earth a colony of heaven, and that's why he did his image and likeness. But for Lucifer, Lucifer's job was not to represent Elion in any place. His job was just a choir master, a choir director, music director, to render beautiful music in heaven. He was not meant to make heaven a colony of anything. He was not to make anywhere a colony of heaven. Are we together? And so there was no use for him being created in the likeness of Elion. Do you understand it? So what is the purpose behind everything? And so, if Lucifer was created for a purpose, which was what? To sing and to make melody in heaven. His task was simply singing and making melody. There was no need for him being the likeness of Elion. But Adam's task was bigger than the task of Lucifer. Adam's task was what? Making it a colony of heaven. That Adam needed the likeness of Elion. He needed it. He needed to think like him, he needed to act like him, he needed to live like him. And see, this is one thing that happens. You see, what, what is the reason for disloyalty? What is the reason for rebellion? The major cause for rebellion is lack of understanding of purpose. When a man does not understand his purpose, he abuses it and he tries to do what is not. Understood the confines of his purpose and enjoyed it, he should have seeking to he should have started seeking to be like Elion. Because being like Elion was not needed in heaven. I you know what I'm saying? If I deserve to be like Elion, took it on that place called heaven. The person who needed to be like Elion, he never requested for it. That's what makes you understand something that the things that you need that God knows you need, you don't really need to request for them. As I said. He said, these things do, 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 do the heavy seek and the heavenly father knows that you have need of them. You have need of them. Why? Because it's purpose that gets need. And 
and his purpose that gives that its needs. I remember there was one once the Lord told me, your prosperity is your purpose. Purpose is what breaks needs, and purpose is what meets needs. It's your purpose that will be better meet the there will be a heart cry in you. It's your purpose that makes you have that heart cry. And it's also your purpose that meets that need for you. But if you don't understand your purpose, you start having the wrong needs, and you, if you try to meet the wrong needs, you end up in disaster. By the privilege of God's grace, I'm a student of the Word of God. I literally thrive by analyzing scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be another thing or another person. Why? Because this is my purpose. And it creates a hunger to analyze God's word in me. And every time that hunger is created, that hunger is met by the same God that created the purpose. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the purpose of Lucifer was not to represent a new hill or to make another colony of heaven. His purpose was to render good music. And as a music coordinator and director, he needed not to feel like Elohim to do that. All he needed to do was to be what Elohim created him to be. Elohim created him as music personified. All he needed to be was music personified. He would have lived his life and enjoyed his life like that. Why Adam needed to make him a colony of heaven? And then you understand something. Everybody in his purpose fits for his assignment. Nobody is useless in his assignment. Yes, Adam's stacks was bigger than Lucifer's stacks. But Lucifer's stacks was as important as Adam's stacks. Here is where you A tax may be bigger than another, but it doesn't make it more important than the other. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I stay in my tax. It may not be trendy. People may not like it. People may not appreciate it. But I stay in it. Why? Because though it may not be big, it is important to everyone. Are you understanding? Though Adam's tax was bigger than Lucifer's tax, but Lucifer's tax was as important as Adam's tax to everyone. Because in heaven, music is the end thing. But Lucifer was not needed on earth. Look at the moment he fell to earth. What happened? He had scattered and he became something else. He became Satan. Why? Because he started looking for Adam's tax and neglecting his tax. So the end is not to be where he has to fall to earth. But Adam did not fall to earth. Adam was created from the earth. You see the difference? You don't, you don't need to request for what you need to meet your purpose. Are you know what I'm saying? You don't need to cry to beg God for what you need to meet your purpose. I don't beg God for teaching anointing. I don't cry and beg God to analyze scriptures. No. It's there. It's what I need to meet my, to fulfill my purpose. So God naturally releases it. But when you begin to struggle in an area in life, know that you are actually stepping out of your purpose. When you fall while doing a task and you keep falling, why do you think that? Know that you're becoming like Lucifer that is falling into Satan. Adam did not fall to the earth. He was created from the earth. But Lucifer fell to the earth. He fell from up down. Why? Because he was trying to look for what was not his purpose. He never needed to be like everything. That's why everything never created him like him. He needed to be like himself. Lucifer, the son of the man. To be like him because he had to live at the colony of earth, of heaven. Sorry. And that's why Elohim created 
other like him. Uh, do you understand this? Yes. It's simple to understand. Praise God. So the devil is going to do something that was very fundamental in life. And many Christians have misunderstanding. Many people have misunderstanding it. I read somebody who also told me, he said, is it, is it, the guy is a good teacher of the world. He's a good teacher of the world. I was hearing him teaching. I was, I was blessed by his teaching. He's a good teacher of the world. And he told me, he said, he, said, he called me, he said, Apostle, I want to prophesy. I want to prophesy. I want to call people's name up. And I was like, I'm like, what's the problem? And man, I was like, what's the problem? That is the Lucifer mentality of God. Are you know something? I listen to a particular man of God. He functions in the prophetic ministry very well. In the he said to me, he said, he said, he stumbled into the prophetic. He said, I stumbled into it. He said, before then, I was only good at word of knowledge, word of wisdom, was call people's names and call uh, color of clothes and everything like that. He said, but calling streets, calling addresses, and going to those details. He said, I was not, I, I was not with that. He said, the day it happened, it just, I don't know why it happened, it just started happening. I stumbled into why did he stop it? Because it was what? His purpose. And he didn't have to pray for it. It flowed. That was his purpose. In your purpose, you don't stumble. You, you don't pray for your purpose. It flows. Amen. So the devil misunderstood this and it cost him a lot. Man, so many many Christians have misunderstood it and it's costing them a lot. Now, because God gave Adam, what he did request for, which was his likeness, and Lucifer wanted that likeness, and God did not give it to him. Rather, he fell from heaven. Lucifer did what? He became, Satan was, became angry, and he attacked Adam in the garden to ensure that Adam what? Lost the likeness of God. I will say that. See, when you see what the attack, most people who attack people, majorly they attack based on ignorance. Why was the devil attacking here? His ignorance was the reason for his downfall. And because of that ignorance, it turned into jealousy. The ignorance turned into frustration. The ignorance turned into bitterness. And then that ignorance turned into, the ignorance that turned into jealousy, frustration, bitterness, now ended up in what? Attack. <laughs> so when you see people attack people, you see people that succeed. You see those people, people there, see that attacking them. Check them. Number one, they're ignorant. Number two, they're jealous. Number two, they're bitter. Number three, they're what? Frustrated. And then, they end up what? Attacking. It's not their fault. Check their history. You discover that they were looking for a likeness. <laughs> They were looking for a likeness, and that likeness could not come their way. And somebody just enjoying that likeness, even without the person asking, and they are angry. But why they were looking for that person, for that likeness, they never knew that there was a, 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 there was a purpose that they were created for, and would be best at fulfilling that purpose. They never knew. If only Lucifer understood that he was created just to sing and make melody to heaven, he should have colonized that ministry like no man's business. Hell is granted, and no cherub will come near him. Although he knew he was good at that, his problem was not the pride that he could sing. Most of the time, we were taught in the past that Lucifer's problem was that he was proud, that he could sing, and he could make melody, and that's why he, 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 he fell from heaven. No! 
In fact, somebody said that the devil always, when the devil fell, he fell into the choir. That's a lie. He fell into the choir. He fell into the fell on the earth. That's why the earth scattered. Praise God. And so they said that's why that pride is always in the choir. Because the devil was proud because he was sick. And that was why he rebelled against God. And he fell into what? That's a lie. The devil was not proud because he was sick. In fact, the devil was not satisfied with singing. He wanted to do something more than singing. If he was proud because he could sing, it meant that he was overcomplete with singing. What makes a man proud? He feels he's already made in that thing. And there's nobody like him. How if the devil was proud in his singing ministry and his music ministry, Charlie, he would have not had any problem at all. His pride was as a result of ignorance. That my purpose is to stay here, not to try to be there. Now, he didn't even understand why God did not make him like him. If he didn't understand, he should have asked. Ah, that's a lot. But <laughs> so Jesus, Matthew chapter 7, says, Ah, Jesus said, Ask. Shall we give you a receipt? You are not like that. I don't know. You should have not met anyone as okay with me. Let me ask you something. Let me say what? Why do you not make me like you? Like you? Everyone is a loving father. But I tell you, okay, this is the reason why I did not make you like me. Uh, because of the uniqueness of your purpose and your destiny. You see, I am a Leon. And there cannot be two Leons here. I am a Leon and I am unique for myself. You are Lucifer, you are unique for yourself. And that's why I made you unique. I believe in me that you have cleared his head with you too. But he never really took time to ask Leon why I did not make him like him. And he woke up one morning and said, I want to be like Elio. So when you see me most of the time, you just want to be like somebody or something. Go and ask God why God made you the way you are, why God did not make you like that person. Yes. That's the simple thing you need to do. When you can clear that out, then you are good to go. See, this is not be very well. I am chindi. And there's no chindi like chindi. I'm a student of the world, a scriptural analyst. And there's nobody that can do it the way I do it. There are many other scriptural analysts too. There are many other students of the world. In fact, there are people that are not teachers of the world. They are rabbis and rabbis. I'm not yet a rabbi and rabbis. I'm just a student. But they, they, they do it their own way, but they can't do it the way God made me do my own. So I'm not trying to be like another person. My purpose is what defines my assignment. And I'm not trying to take another person's anointing. This was what Adam did not. This was what Lucifer did not understand. And his ignorance was what led him to his downfall. All right, even after falling, the Bible says when the sons of God were gathered, the devil was there. That means even in the garden of sons of God, he can also show up. He can show up. Even after falling to death because of his ignorance, when, Adam, when God created Adam in his image and he should have come back to meet Elohim and said, Look, now, I wanted to get this likeness. You didn't give it to me. Why did you give it to Adam? He had a good heart. You see, when I look at people that all the priests they just start attacking, they don't get clarity, they don't get clarification. I know that they have devil's heart. If you have come to ask, and then you would have told him, okay, this is the reason. You see, I didn't give it to you there. At least if he did not have before he fell, we should have asked after he fell. If he had a good heart. I said that the heart became contaminated and the ignorance, you see, when you see ignorant people, they are also very foolish and they are very contaminated. So, the second people are also people that are ignorant, foolish, and contaminated. 
accent, you should have asked me. If you had asked now, Elohim should have told you, you see, it is the uniqueness of your assignment that made me not make you like me. It's not like I don't love you. I love you for who you are. But your assignment, you see, you see, in the Bible, it says you left heaven. Because you left heaven. Yeah, music has been good, but you know that I also miss your music. You have told him something like that. Yeah. And then he said, but this is, I created Adam in my life because he has to make it in colonial family. That's all. It's nothing special. His tax may be, be, be bigger than your tax because his tax is on earth. But your ta- his tax and your tax are, they, they carry the same importance before him. He should have asked. Or he didn't ask. Amen. But instead of asking, what did he do? He started attacking Adam. Because what? The likeness that he was looking for, that he didn't get, Adam got it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Although, yes, he succeeded in making Adam lose that likeness. Amen. But Jesus came as a baby. Though he came as a baby, he was full of God's glory and God's likeness. Amen. Amen. And he came as the full composition and the combination of the glory and the likeness that Adam lost. I get that something. So when Jesus came, he came as a full composition, the full content, and the full combination of the glory and the likeness that what Adam lost. Remember, Lucifer lost two things. And Adam was giving those two things. Adam lost those two things, which are what? Glory and the likeness of God. Being a partaker in God's glory, and sharing and having God's likeness. Those were two things that Adam lost. Lucifer partook of the glory, but he couldn't have the likeness. He had one. He lost it. Adam had the two. And he lost the two. He lost the two. But Jesus came as a full composition, the full content of the glory of God. Not just a particular glory, but the very glory of God and the very likeness of God. Colossians 2 verse 9. King James says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body. All the fullness. He didn't just say the fullness. And you know something? The word all, there is a Greek word past, which means whatever, what all manner, all kind. In other words, all kinds of the <laughs> uh, all kinds of the fullness of God. You know that was fullness of wisdom, fullness of what? Prosperity, fullness of righteousness, fullness of holiness, fullness of peace, fullness of power, fullness of joy, and all kinds of fullness resident in God. It was indwelling in Jesus when he was on earth. The fullness of Godhead bodily. I use that transition. The Bible in basic English says, For in him all the wealth, all the wealth of God's being has a living form. All the wealth of God's being has a living form in Jesus. So, see, the wealth of God's being is living. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 says the word of God is alive. That's what quick and alive sound. Is alive and powerful. But now, the same Matthew the, 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 the Bible also says that the word of God, the words I speak to you, are spirits and they are life. In other words, so though they are life, but they are spirits. Are you not something? Now, the fullness of God, before Jesus.
Jesus was made flesh was alive, but it was spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? But for us to see that fullness in a living form, in, a, in, a, in our physical eyes, it had to come in the presence of Jesus. That is why, though the word of God is alive, some of us don't see it as alive because it's spirit. For you to see the word alive, it has to be made flesh and brought and dwell among men. John chapter 1, verse 11. Are you something? When he came as flesh during that moment, then what happened? The wealth of God's being had a living form for us. Are you getting it? Yeah. The easy thing is the word of God himself lives in Christ. The whole, not part of That's why, see, man is a partaker of God's glory. He doesn't take God's glory. God says, my glory will I not give to God and my praise to the graven image. God does not give his glory to anybody. You need allows people to partake of his glory. Man is a particular of God's glory. Are you going to saying? Even Lucifer was a particular of God's glory. Why was it? In heaven. In heaven. All the beings in heaven, they are partakers of God's glory. Every of God's creation is a particular of God's glory. But no creation of God has God's glory. Are you something? Yeah. But Jesus, huh? Jesus is the whole of God's glory in the human body. Why he was not there? He says the whole of God himself lives in Christ in his human body. That was not an ordinary body. The full content of godliness, the full content of God living in the human body. That was Jesus. That was, that was Jesus of it. The international standard says, because all the essence of deity inhabits him in bodily form. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, and the world of his flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Was the full content of God's glory in the human suits. No body, none of God's creation had that. Why? Because no creation of God can carry the glory of God. No creation of God can take God's glory. We can only partake in His glory, but we cannot take His glory. Are you getting it? We cannot have His glory. That's the reason why Jesus is not a creation of God. Jesus is God. <laughs> Because no creation can envelop the whole of God's glory and live with it. It's not possible. But Jesus enveloped the whole of God's glory and moved with the glory of God on earth. That makes you understand that he is what? God. So those who are arguing that is God or what? This is the simple answer. Only God can carry his glory. Creatures partake in God's glory, but only God can carry forth His glory. Colossians 2 verse 9 is the answer to that question. If Jesus on earth was a full carrier of the full, not part, the full glory of God, then it simply means that Jesus is God. Are we together? The union of Adam and Eve before their fall was a type of the union between Jesus and His bride, the church. You know, between Adam and Eve, before their fall, was a perfect union. Yes, yeah, it was a perfect union. It was a perfect union. In a perfect union, there is no shame. Genesis 2, verse 25, says, And they were both naked and they were not ashamed. 
In a perfect video, there is no shame. But in an imperfect video, there is shame. Are you know something? Even marriage is just a type of the perfect union. It's just a typology. It's not really the end thing. That's the reason why you look at people who have who know themselves outside marriage. After the act, they are ashamed. Why? Because it's a sure sign that it's not a perfect union. And you know what I'm saying? Fornication and conflict, after the act, they are ashamed. It's a sure sign that there is only perfect union. But in marriage, it's a perfect union. Are we together? Amen. But marriage is just still a type. Physical marriage is just a small typology of what happened, of, of the perfect union between Jesus and the bride. Now, after the fall of man, the relationship between Adam and Eve was also a type of the relationship between Jesus and humanity. Now, before the fall, the relationship between Adam and Eve was a relationship between, was a type of the relationship between Jesus and the church. A perfect union. Naked, not ashamed. Are you getting it? Now, but after the fall, the relationship between Adam and Eve was a type of the relationship between Jesus and humanity. No longer a perfect union. Are you getting it? Now, an imperfect union. In fact, let me use the word, actually no union. Because shame had come into the picture. Are we getting it? Yes. So the death and resurrection of Jesus brought man back to the original marital relationship between the four. This happened to the church with Jesus made the righteousness of God in himself. So by the death and resurrection of Jesus, man was brought into the original relationship with God. Original. The original. And this was done because Jesus made the church his righteousness. He said, For he had made him to be seen for us. Who will see that we might make the righteousness of God in him? So Jesus made the church his bride, the righteousness of God. As a result, she can be naked before Jesus and not ashamed. That's what the church is meant to be. We are meant to be naked before Jesus and not ashamed. See, um, I, I, I really don't understand how the church has gotten to this. What we can never, we can, what we can be naked before Jesus again. You see, you see, Christians stand before God and they are still lying. Lying is trying to cover your nakedness. That's what lying. Lying is simply trying to cover your nakedness. In fact, some, some Christians thought that was even better than them. Because why are you naked? He said, we we had why you hide? He said, we saw that we were naked. I will hide you. He told God, plainly, I, I, I saw that I was naked and I'm hiding. But, but another Christian, even in the sin, you see before me, people for Jesus. You see, they lie to themselves. It's called self deceit. You see, they deceive themselves, giving excuses for their improper behaviors and telling God to understand with them. We are meant to stand before God unashamed. Unashamed. God is not a legalistic tax master who is carrying a sledgehammer to hit your head. No, that's not who he is. He wants you to come just the way you are and not be ashamed. 
It's not your sin to tell God the wrong things you are told. But if you don't tell him the wrong things you are told, who will you tell? Now it's not, you know, most of the times, in a Christian faith, when it comes to our relationship with God, I'll use, I'll use this, the Catholic faith are more sincere than other faiths. Because the Catholic will go and do confession to Father. To Father, they know he's a man right inside there. Though they cannot see him, but they know he's a man. They can go and confess to a man. But Christians in other denominations, most of us have become so big that we cannot even confess to God. It's only when we come to church and they say, let us come in prayer. Let's thank God for this service. And after three times, it's okay. You know, the Bible says that if we say we are not sin, we are liars, I put it not in us. And uh, if we confess our sin, people are not forgiven us, and we are not forgiven Now let's confess our sin. Oh no, that's the only time we try to be bare before God. And if I, when we are confessing, we are even hiding it inside or not. And when we are confessing, we are saying, Lord, God, He sins, we cannot even be sure of what we did. Yes, we are not to be legalistic. But even this Catholic, they understand that, see, as humans, we must learn to be open before somebody. But even other generations, we've learned not to be open even before God. You see, Christians fighting with habits. And this is the whole thing of how to deal with habits. We look for scriptures to support our habits. Come on, what are we doing? And all those are acts of what? Nakedness. And instead of being sincere, we try to sow fig leaves to cover our nakedness. And let me tell you something, fig leaves are dangerous. Why? Because they, they secrete a, a juice that when it touches the body, it itches. So your covering will give you discomfort. Number two, they are, the leaves are no longer connected to the stem. To the branch, you will soon dry off. So you have to keep looking for covering again and again. That's why God looked at them and said, Come, if I live in like this, I thought you can't feed me for me. When you got to bed, you see feed me again. You finish all the feed leaves of this earth. So let me better give you animal skin to cover you once and for Which was a type of the covering of Jesus. We keep sowing, we keep sowing feed to come ourselves and come together. But that's not what it's meant to be. The, 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 the church of Jesus is meant to be naked and not ashamed before God. We must learn to be bare before God at every given point in time and render our bareness to Him. Why? Because it's in the sincerity of our, the Bible says, a broken heart and a contrite spirit the Lord will not reject. When our heart is broken and contrite, when we are sincere before God always, we always have a heart that can accommodate what God is doing. Are we together? Yes. That's not part of my teaching, but we just have to go that direction. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, same when the tree of knowledge of good and evil was in the center of the garden, the tree of life was in the center of the garden. The reason for this was that both trees sought to take the center stage of man's life. And I told us that before. Both trees are seeking to take the center stage of man's life. And like, like we almost always know that the heart is the center of man's existence. And when the Bible talks about the heart, he actually talks about the mind, amen to Jesus. And we know very well that there is a battle in our mind every second. The battle between good and what? 
evil. Every second that battle goes on. And whoever will make way is who wins. Are we together? Yes. The battle happened, the, that battle began from Eden and it continues to now. In fact, Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. While the tree of knowledge of good and evil was self-aggrandizement and self-seeking for man's attention, in order for in order for man to make it the center of what is existence. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was self-aggrandizement, it was self-seeking, selfishness, it was self-attention, and it was seeking for man's attention, for man to make it what? The center of existence. The tree of life was symbolic for Jesus, who is also what? Seeking for man's attention, so that man will make him the center of existence. So the whole, as I said, the whole of life played out in the Garden of Eden. I hear what I'm saying. Mm. I don't know how long that lasted, but it was just the whole play out of life in three chapters. Everything that happened from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 3 is what is still playing out today. The three of knowledge of good and evil is symbolic for what? Self-aggrandizement, self-selfishness, self-centeredness, and selfishness. Seeking for man's attention. Symbolic for the world, seeking for man's attention. The tree of, of life, symbolic for what? Jesus, seeking for man's attention. So both trees keep seeking for our attention. And whosoever we give audience to is the one that will lead us. And are we together? So God prevented Adam from eating of the tree of life after he had eaten of the tree of good and evil for two reasons. There are two reasons. Some people say about, I think someone once asked that question. After Adam had eaten the tree of good and evil, why did God not allow him to eat the tree of life? If God had allowed him, he would not be suffering, he would have suffered worse off. Imagine living life without a savior and living eternally without a savior. What does that imply? It implies that we would have, been, we would have eternally on hell here on earth. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. Would have eternally lived hell here on earth. Living this kind of life without a savior eternally, that would have been the greatest and worstest, let me say, damnation that man would have ever had. And God had to prevent that. God had to prevent that. Is it about living life? Now let me ask some people some questions. The kind of life you are living now, the, the way your life is now, if you are to live like this, for the next 70 years, will you be happy? Hey, hey, hey. Real life is that, real life, real life Just, I'm not talking about eternity now. I'm not talking about immortality now. Immortality. The way your life is that, the way you are managing. The way you are making them sweet. The way you are every day you know, you're thinking of how the money will come. The way you are living life now. The way you have to struggle. Imagine you have to live life like this. For the next 70 years, will you be happy to be alive? Will you be happy to live life like that? Now, that is just a test of if Adam had eaten the fruit of life. No hope for salvation for the rest of our life. That would have been disastrous. A woman to say that I've been down here and sitting down here, when you get to go and ask, when you get to go and ask, it was. Ask him. Even at uh, 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 the 9th, ask him how it was. They may even cry for this thing to end so they can see something better. Are we together? So, thank 
apple goes in another one, it's a wife you know, and I number one. By eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Adam became the physical originator of physical and eternal death. Are you getting that? When he ate that fruit, he became the physical originator of what? Physical and eternal death. Romans 5 says, Wherefore, by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. So by doing that, he became the originator of what? Eternal death. By relating eternal death, there is no way you have what? But you dated what? Eternal life. You cannot originate two things. You originate one. So by relating eternal death, God has to stop him at that point. You see, one of the problems we have is that when people try to start something, and they've done that thing for so many years of their life, and they now say they want to start another thing. Sometimes you get asked, but is that what we're having? Is that what we're having in coronavirus? Somebody has been doing computer for many years of his life. All of a sudden, they say he has to be told from pharmacist. He's not going to have From computer to pharmaceutical. Bro, at this age, it's business. So if you originate one, don't leave you to originate that one. Don't originate another one. If you try to originate another one, you will scatter about it. You will scatter the new one. And I see a lot of people that stay on a particular teaching line in ministry. And after 20 years of teaching what to just wake up and say that the Lord has changed the revelation. Ha! You discover that they make a blunder of the new revelation they are getting. Why? Because God is not the master of what? Confusion. So what was the remains of eternal and physical death? God will not allow him to originate eternal life. Amen. Number two, as the regulator of eternal death to humanity, he cannot also be the regulator of eternal life. Someone else has to regulate eternal life. And this person wants Jesus. Are you getting it? It has to go that way. You regulated eternal life, you'll be fine with your regulation. You are tried. You, are, you discovered eternal death. You've done a good discovery. Don't come and discover eternal life. Because this your head, the way it is, the way you are thinking now, you can't even manage eternal life. Because we must know that the moment Adam sinned, he fell from 100% performing in the likeness of God to 1% performance. Are you understanding? So the falling man is only performing at 1% of the image and likeness of God. Well, let me use more 10%. That is why you have the nine fruits of the Spirit. Nine plus one is what? Ten. So, the nine fruits of the Spirit and the remaining 90% that Adam lost in the garden. <laughs> so, since Adam fell, man had the fulfilling at what? 10% capacity of a So, we need the remaining 90% in the fruit of the Spirit so we can function at what? So a child of God, a Christian who says that fruit of his spirit is really, I don't really understand. Stanley, you are not yet at 100%. You are still functioning at what? 10%. You need the remaining. So you see, that's why the devil is very deceptive. He makes us not teach things like fruit of the spirit. Remember what fruit of the spirit in church? Ah, they were itching power. The devil keeps them itching everywhere. He knows that if we start manifesting 90%, the remaining 90% will become a great disaster to his kingdom. So it prevents us from starting and from letting that 
That's why when God gives us this kind of teachings and we teach them, people don't want to listen to us because we understand why the devil is attacking the day. They must not hear, they must not listen. Let them remain in 10%. A lot of business are bragging with 10%. You know that it's just below, 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 below failure. Just it's failure. It's failure. And the next thing you have is what? Nine food, nine, nine gifts of the spirit. That was good. So we see that for us to live 100% like God, we must manifest the nine fruit of the spirit well. And then we must begin to manifest the gift of the spirit. Yeah. We must do that. Why? Because we are thinking at 10% in of God's image and likeness. In of God's will. And 10% is it personal or failure? It's below. Let's use what below failure. Tell them around here. You can't go over here. Are we together? And the devil knows this. So he's playing these games and the church is just looking and we don't know what he's playing with. Amen to Jesus. And that's the reason why Jesus came. Jesus came because Adam originated what? Eternal death. Jesus had to do what originate eternal life. Let's look at scriptures. Romans 5 and 17 says, For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. You see that? Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. That explains it. Is that also? By one man's offense, death reigned. Who is that man that offended? Adam. By his offense, death reigned. Now he says, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. And who is that one that gives the gift of life? It is who? Jesus. So we reign in life by Jesus. So Jesus is the one who originated eternal life. Adam originated eternal death. Jesus originated eternal life. That's why Adam is called the first Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam. The first Adam originated eternal death. The last Adam put to end eternal death and brought to birth eternal life. George is saying, For God's love, the world, that gave his only begotten son, that was so far believed in him, shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. So Jesus came and he brought to us eternal life. He brought life. John 10 said, The thief of God but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life, and you may have it what? More abundantly. More abundantly. In excess. Now, what is eternal life? I'm accompanying you now. What is eternal life? The first thing was to understand what eternal life is not. And why I say this? Because we've had so many teachings about eternal life. Unless we've had premonitions and foundational teachings on eternal life. We ask what's eternal life. I've been out of evangelism. And what's eternal life? Eternal life is life forever. Life without end. Life after now. Beautiful. Those are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful understanding of eternal life. But what you must understand eternal life is more than that. Eternal life is more than life without end. Eternal life is more than life now and life after now. Eternal life is more than that. Amen. Eternal life, number one, is more than going to heaven as we have always been taught in the past. Number two, eternal life is more than, is more than living forever as we have been taught in the past. 
Number three, eternal life is more than living with God forever as we have been taught in time past. These are the three major things we have been taught. Going to heaven, living forever, and living with God forever. Those are the basic understanding of eternal life. And we have been told that it begins now and it continues life after now. It begins in time and continues in eternity. It's bigger than that. It's more than that. We have been told those things are very correct and are very true. But it is still more than that. And this information we are going to get this morning, it the devil has closed the eyes of Christians to it. So we do not get the best of eternal life even while we are here with it. For many, they do, not, they, do not, they do not get the best of eternal life while they are on earth. Why for others? They are waiting for life after death to get it. And we get it. And so that's why this information is very important. This, this is the one man of those teaching. What is eternal life? John 17, verse 3. This is Jesus speaking here. So Jesus defines it to us. We are, that, is a very, that is God defining it. Is that also? Yes. He says, and this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So what is eternal life? Eternal life is the knowledge of the only true God and Jesus Christ. Why aren't they? What the conjunction and means they go together. But why aren't they? Why aren't Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ, according to Colossians 2 verse 9, is what? Fullness of the Godhead. But in example, Jesus Christ is God in the human suit, showing us what God in the spiritual form exactly is. Who he is, what it is, what he, who he is, what he is, and what he looks like, what he believes like, how he talks, how he operates. And you know what I'm saying? That's why Jesus said, John 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the not a way. And like many people believe, there are many ways to God. No, 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 no. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, I am the way that leads you to the truth, that leads you to the life. And what is that life? It is the life of God. So in other words, you cannot know God until you are born Jesus. So if you want to know God, you have to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know God. If you know any other person, you don't know God. Somebody said, he said, I can say that uh, Jesus is the only way to God. Um, does God not bless other people? Fine, God blesses other people. Why do I say the Bible? The Bible says they pray for of the just and the unjust. <laughs> yeah, and rain is a blessing. The rain falls of your just and the unjust. But the fact that God blesses you does not mean that you know the blesser. Exactly. Uh, God told the Bible says, and to the children of Israel, He showed His acts. But to Moses, He revealed what? His hands. A lot of Christians even know the hearts of God, but they don't know his hand. To Moses, he showed his ways, but the show of Israel showed what his act. Many people that look at the church of today is more act-driven than heart-driven. We are more act-driven than way-driven. And listen to me very well. When the Bible says that he showed Moses his way, that means it means that he showed Moses Jesus. Because Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Why do we also say that? And he said, and they will come a prophet like me. 
the Father will send to you. Why? Because he has seen Jesus and he said, Oh, I am actually a time and a pointer to this one coming. And so let me tell them that you are coming. Because Elio showed Jesus to Moses. That was why on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus was there, Moses and Elijah came. Why not Isaiah and Elijah? To reaffirm something to the people of Israel that the prophet who told you that a prophet that is like him is coming, this prophet as it is a prophet. He was speaking about John, Peter, James, and John. This prophet that Moses talked about is the one here, is the one, as the one, I'm, I'm the one here. But you need to understand it. That's why Moses came to be a family to Peter, James, and John. That's why John said, The things that we have seen, our eyes are built upon, and our hands are handy on the word of life. So knowing Jesus is knowing the Father. And that's why the gospel of Jesus is being fought anywhere you go. In the church today, we have exalted a lot of things. We've exalted many, 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 many things. We have taught a lot of things, but we have not taught Jesus. Because so long as people start knowing Jesus, they will know the Father. And the things that men are seeking for, we seek after them. But so long as they start knowing things and they don't know the Father, then they will never get the things that men are seeking for. That's a simple strategy with them. Not for you to not for you to not know my father, at least that you don't know me. 
response. You know him and have seen him. You didn't know him before. That's why you didn't know me. Are you understanding? And you didn't know me before. That's why you didn't know him. So I was walking with him and you didn't know the father because you didn't know me. But now, what happens? You know him because what? You have seen him. In verse 9, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you? And yet, hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how said thou, show us the Father? The reason why the devil fights Christians from seeing Jesus in the pages of Scripture is because he doesn't want us to have eternal life. He doesn't want us to see the Father.
If you want to know Jesus and you want to have eternal life, please can you say this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I know that I have said the devil all my life to date. But today, I renounce the devil. I renounce his ways. I choose to serve you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in your finished work for me on Calvary Tree. And I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, now I pray for you. God, I pray for everyone who has renounced the devil and has chosen to follow Jesus. You. I pray, Lord, for the grace to serve you all the days of your life to be released to them. And I pray, Lord, that they shall not, Lord, follow after sin any day of their life again. Thank you, Lord and King, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for everyone who is sick. I want you to lay your hands on that part of your body. And I pray for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for everyone sick person. By your stripes they were healed. And healing is a children's prayer. I decree that the healing power flow through them. Amen. And I decree that they will be healed in their body. Amen. Every pain in their body be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every discomfort be removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every disability be made ability now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I decree bones to grow. Amen. I decree replacement of destroyed parts of the body. Amen. I cause cancers and tumors. Amen. I cause high blood pressure. Amen. I cause leukemia. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I cause imbalances in the brain. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I decree infertility is crossed in the name of the Lord Jesus. I cause the spirit behind those pen counts in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I decree help is restored to your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We have received your word. And we know it dwells in us. Receive grace to live in accordance with your word. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this teaching. We invite you to watch more Techings on Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos or listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. Grace to you.